Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Carl Mollison, director and founder of the Get Wisdom Project. Carl, last week we discussed the limitations of our healthcare system and her creator's frank assessment that drugs and surgery are not the answer, that we need higher solutions. Yes, this is a shock for people to hear. We put so much faith in our science and it has done wonders, no doubt about it, especially in helping us understand the great complexity in things. But the ultimate answer comes from deep healing. So having been a scientist, a pharmacologist for many years researching new medicine, it's been shocking to me to hear science is not going to ultimately take care of suffering. This is the divine perspective. But just a few days ago, I was channeling creator about someone who had a knee operation and died quite unexpectedly. And creator told me the following. This is a quote from Creator. His undoing was a misfortune owing to the medical procedure inflicted on him, and we use the term advisedly knowing the circumstances. This is not to start an inquiry going, but simply to reinforce for you the work you do to bring truth about the medical approach and surgery in particular being highly undesirable given any other alternative. In an ideal world, people would be working on their health and well-being on a continual basis. So there would be little need to treat illness because it would simply be prevented in most instances. You know, I think everyone would agree that finding ways to prevent illness is the weakest link in our current healthcare system. Well, this indeed is is true. It's largely symptomatic relief or maybe helping repair in the case of surgery or cutting something out that has become uh, diseased or non-functional and alleviating the consequences of sort of leaving it in there to fester or what have you. Uh, There are obviously more elegant things going, and science is on new genetic tracks, and that holds great promise, but it's not quite here yet. It's not available for the mainstream. It's not affordable for almost uh, most people. So for years now, I've been developing the Lightworker Healing Protocol as a way to request divine healing. And it's really eye-opening to learn how they see our dilemmas and how they bring about healing. And it includes a lot of preventive healing work. And that's what the protocol does. It does a broad-based repair from top to bottom. And it it heads off lots of things. In all your channeling of the divine, Carl, what have you learned about the true sources of human difficulty? All right. So this is what Creator says about this. Like what scientific inquiry is designed to do and what doctors do to understand your symptoms, the divine realm looks to find the cause. The divine realm sees and understands far more than we do. There are two big fundamental causes of human difficulty completely ignored by the mainstream. First, possession by dark spirits harming the host, what we call spirit meddlers, and second, 
the workings of karma to recreate prior traumas until they're finally healed in some way. So both sources of negativity are often present together in a person and compound one another. And both require divine help. So I'd like to use this program to summarize what the Lightworker Healing Protocol does to request deep, comprehensive healing. The first thing it does is to check for and remove all spirit attachments from the client. Almost 90% of people have spirit meddlers within their energy. Rather than call them demons, which are talked about extensively in the Bible, and the Quran uses the term jinn, D-J-I-N-N, We use this term spirit meddlers because it describes what they do. They meddle. They mess with us. They try to drag us down. They're working against love and light, and they're parasites. They need our energy to survive, and they're relentless in pounding on us to get more and more energy. So beer, wine, and spirits, there's a hint there, (laughs) and calling uh, hard liquor spirits, as well as cannabis, heads up, America, all weaken resistance and are gateways to spirit possession. So is having a low emotional moment. But no one's immune, even very spiritual people are attractive to ghosts and earthbound spirits who are lost and confused. You may even have a departed loved one who remained earthbound and isn't progressing. About a third of people who pass do not fully transition to the light and remain in limbo. We rescue earthbound spirits with our protocol by giving them healing and then getting them to safely, uh, safety in the light where they belong. There are many troubled spirits looking for a safe haven, and there are dark spirits looking to cause harm. More people are haunted than houses. We've made this point before. But we do clear up a lot of people's homes and businesses of spirit problems. Although most people are unaware they have a spirit possession, it can drain your energy, cause school failure, undermine relationships, and wreck careers. Effects of spirit attachment can range from fatigue, anxiety, fear, impulsive behavior or depression, all the way to alcohol and drug abuse, cutting, suicidal thoughts, hearing voices, or physical violence. So that's quite an array. Almost anything can be created or worsened by spirit attachments. And mental illness is often a spirit attachment problem, about 59% of the time. And this includes 100% of the psychotic disorders we worry about the most, like schizophrenia. That's how it starts. Spirit manipulation in the vulnerable to cause a mental imbalance in their thinking. Attached spirits can also undermine physical health and trigger a chronic illness. Many unpleasant bodily sensations that can't be diagnosed are spirit-caused. So the odd pain, the odd sensation and feeling, uh, there's all sorts of things, twitches and tremors and all sorts of uh, nervous system-related phenomena are often a spirit inside that person kind of poking and prodding their nerve centers and stirring up trouble. The list of malicious mischief is quite long. Things like 72% of colic in babies 
40, 42% of night terrors in children, 79% of chronic bedwetting, almost all stuttering and sleepwalking. And in adults, 76% of divorce, in addition to sleeplessness, which goes on, can be lifelong, 90% of crime, and all the so-called personality disorders like narcissism. These spirits work to cut off your link to your higher self. That's what's going on. The presence of spirits is rarely perceived by the host unless they hear a voice talking to them directly in their mind, at least that's my understanding, which of course does not happen and is automatically assumed to be mental imbalance by you know, our doctors and mental it, health practitioners. It does happen. Yes. The things you just mentioned that are often problems of, you know, for very young children you know, brings up the fact that they are especially vulnerable. Um, about half the time babies are crying for no reason. It's, I guess it's because they're being tormented by spirit meddlers and are terrified. These spirits are parasites. They need human energy to live. We, we, we've definitely learned that from this project. And that's why they attach and that's why they torment people so, so they can get more energy from the emotions they ramp up in the host. Yeah, absolutely. That's their game. Plus, they know us like the back of their hand, so to speak. They've been around since the beginning of humanity, and they've been plaguing us most of the time. Since the Garden of Eden days, this has been going on. So these dark spirits that fell out of favor, they lost their standing in the light, and they're essentially cast down from their own choice to be evil. They created it, and they are suffering the consequences, but we're the victims of all this. Yes. Here's a question that we asked Creator recently about a client's eight-year-old for whom we did a remote subconscious channeling. So going into the deep part of the mind and talking to it through channeling. Was this in his current life or parallel life experience? Well, let me explain what happened to this child. Sure, sure. Am I correct in what I was shown, I asked, that he was victimized by being taken out of body at night and tormented by spirit meddlers, and that this is the cause of his fears of sleeping in his own bed. So this could be another lifetime and being brought up as something to be afraid of by the deep subconscious or in the current life, but it's rather ghastly. And this, of course you know, would be seen by a psychologist as having a very prosaic explanation. Well, this is a young child, you know, this is a uh, divorce and remarrying situation, so there's a stepdad in bed with mom and all. They would have a field day with this. But here's what Creator said about this. You are correct in your interpretation. This happened in the current life and has happened in parallel lifetimes as well. That simply reinforces the dire situation from his perspective, as there is a catalog of torment and misfortune owing to these manipulations. This will be very helpful work for him, because this is a perfect application for a quite serious problem and its aftermath. As you can imagine, with early trauma events having such a huge and often lifelong negative impact on well-being, such a horrific experiencing and often repeatedly, even daily, as a drumbeat of horror in a person's life. Bringing in healing for this will have a tremendous benefit. 
You are truly getting to this early so that it can prevent lifelong struggles that will be otherwise a secondary consequence of the many trauma episodes he has undergone in his early years. He will be safe now because the protocol work being done for him that is a double blessing as he will heal his past and he will be protected for his future now as well. This is a cautionary tale that would benefit the whole world to learn about. It is never too late to do healing, but sooner is better than later. The ideal would be to have been doing this from the outset of his life by his parents or a hired healer to see to it. This is a new blessing for the world that has only been in existence a short while, but deserves to grow and spread. And you will be seeing to this with our help. So, Brian, I just wanted to point out that this out-of-body torment happens to about 5% of people and can cause lifelong insomnia. That's one out of 20. Wow. That's one out of 20 people that go through this, and no one appreciates this in the mainstream. Who would think of it? That's really a vast number, yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, all spirit torment is experienced by a very deep part of the mind. So the person can be terrified and anxious without knowing why, or maybe just be corrupted with destructive impulses. Spirit attachments can be removed and prevented using our protocol, which is done remotely without the need for the client to participate or even be aware it's going, uh, it's going on. And creator always obtains permission from the person's higher self. So there's no worries about ethics here. It's both safe and ethical and, and moral and proper to do this because we're just asking, in a sense, uh, for a high-level informed prayer request to be carried out by creator of all it is and whoever creator brings in to help at times. So that is always in consultation with the higher self, which is at the soul level of the target individual. They must give consent for this. So it's okay to do this for a third party who never knows about it. You know, the light worker heating protocol would be a blessing and a, a new addition to the world if all it did was take away spirit meddlers and attachments from people. It does so, so much more, but wow, just the benefits of getting rid of the spirit meddlers, uh, it can be profound for, for most everybody, actually. Well, it, it, it's surprising how frequently these things come up. Um, I have a fellow, retired uh, uh, fellow, a couple, and he'll call me maybe once a year because he's got another attachment and he goes pretty long time without it happening. But once in a while he'll drop his guard and he'll get another attachment and they starts being grumpy with his wife and, you know, unpleasant. And that's his cue. He knows, Oh, I'm going to do that. I've got something in me and he'll call me up and he'll say, well, I need a recheck and I'll do a remote clearing for him. And then everything's fine. And he might go another year or two. And never have a problem again. But it's spirit-related for him. It's just something, it's just like someone who drinks and then they get get rowdy. Sometimes that is due to spirits in that person. And with the lack of inhibition, those spirits can take more of an active role and start to use the body on their own more and more and make the person do things that are embarrassing or aggressive. You know, it's funny. Get them into trouble. There's this concept we have of the mean drunk. 
you know, the person that's really a super nice guy when he's fine, but, you know, gets some alcohol in him and he turns into a monster. And then we have a tendency to think, well, that's the real self coming out. Yeah. But this actually suggests maybe not. Yeah, it's not always the case. It could be that they have sort of a latent hostility that, that is karmic. They've been this way in other settings and other times and places, but it's more likely to be spirit caused, in fact. So this is, like Creator was saying, a cautionary tale. That's kind of the worst of extremes. Not the worst, necessarily, if you push pushed into murder or doing an act of terrorism by dark spirits, which is how it happens, by the way. All these people who go crazy and shoot up a school or shoot up a church, and often their life is ended as a result, uh, are pushed into it by spirit attachments. So this kind of clearing and cleansing can really help the world. But we need more people doing it. We can't do this all ourselves. Oh, absolutely. We do here, you know, if, if you look, read into, you know, especially mass shooters that have survived and ended up in prison, a lot of them tell about ha- hearing voices prior to yes. engaging in their act. So that's yeah. a telltale sign right there. Yeah. And, it, and of course, it's assumed to be mental illness. You know, right. we know this people hear voices and it's craziness. And, you know, we see it as illogical and uh, delusional. But to the person, it's real. And the question really is, where is it coming from? Is it really a disordered mind or is there some other cause that gets this going? And it is spirits that start this. They can program the person to do it to themselves. So it's important to get in early to totally eradicate this easily. Later on, it becomes more of a healing challenge when it's well entrenched and the person's doing it to themselves, which is what the spirits attempt to do. It's rather diabolical. They train the mind to self-torment and then they can sit back and harvest all the energy from the person's anguish or anger and they don't have to do any work themselves. Well, that's a telltale telltale word you use was train. Yes. So when they first get in, it's all you know, almost all them. But then over time, they train your subconscious to be your own worst enemies. That's really diabolical. Yeah, absolutely. So bullying is probably also heavily related to, to spirit attachments, I imagine. We're going to talk about bullying in future, future episodes of this show. Yes, um, very much so. It's, this is a huge problem. And they also get teachers to bully the students. So there you go. It's a round robin of... People doing things at their worst, getting irritated, annoyed, taking out uh, their anger and frustration on uh, someone in their immediate environment. And it's well, it's all caused by this dark presence. <laughs> well, here we are finishing up in a, the first segment on dark presence. We're going to talk about how to get rid of that dark presence some more. We'll be back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. 
Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Get Wisdom. Carl and I are talking about healing and how the Lightworker Healing Protocol can be used for all kinds of healing needs of people young and old. Yes, and there, there are dozens of things we ask the divine realm to do during a protocol session. So keep in mind, this took years to put together, bit by bit, step by step, building on things known and things that I would find by looking at people intuitively and working on their healing needs and then addressing what isn't getting done and why and slowly adding more and more and more to this. So I'm going to give you a kind of a bird's eye view of many of the things that we include to give a sense of this. I can't defend it all with channelings. That could take months to go through all that's gone before to vet this and to get hints from creator about new opportunities and how to go about doing it in an optimal way. I've asked endless questions to verify every step here. So most of these things are pretty esoteric and unknown to mainstream science. Some of the healers out there will recognize some of the phenomena. But these can influence a person's feelings, behavior, and happiness in life, and their physical health as well. There are many energetic adjustments we do, like grounding, opening up and balancing the energy centers in the body, known as chakras, and connecting the person to creator's plan, which is very profound. For example, hoarding. Hoarding behavior results from a lack of grounding to earth energy. Who knew? The person is trying to compensate by accumulating masses of stuff to keep them grounded, literally. So this is just one quick example of how these energetic things can do the unexpected. Science knows very, very little about this. Most of the things cannot be detected by scientific instruments. Things like consciousness, 
there isn't a consciousness re- meter to follow it and see where it's operating. But it's early yet. Science will eventually catch up with some of the spiritual teachings that we're bringing forth. But they're not there yet. There are many types of consciousness that interfere with people, such as extragalactic and interdimensional beings floating around in the universe that can find their way to a person and undermine them. These can be dangerous and need removal. Humanity has a serious extraterrestrial problem. We find alien implants in about 4% of our clients. And Creator has told us this is going on at the same rate worldwide, actually about 5%, except some of them don't come back. And Creator has told us that 1 in 20 people have been abducted, essentially, because that's where they come by these implants that we're talking about here. Extraterrestrials install alien portals that make people more vulnerable to spirit attachments. And they collude with the spirits to attack people selectively for manipulation. These are all removed with our protocol, these portals, the implants, and the vulnerability to ETs and spirits. We install tools of protection for future safety. They're not 100% guaranteeable because people can drop their guard. They can undermine themselves. That's always the wild card. We're in charge of ourselves, and we don't know how to go about life. So that's how things happen. Dark thought forms from ourselves and others can accumulate, and this negative energy will drag us down. This includes high-level psychic attacks, as we call them, from people using the dark arts, like witchcraft and satanic practices. This is very, very common. Things like curses can be very harmful and can even follow a person from lifetime to lifetime. We do reincarnate and we bring our old baggage with us every time we come back. We pick up where we left off, we pick up all of our old wounds, and we go from there. And karma seeks us out to play on the energies and bring about issues for us to deal with. If we don't know how, we get slammed. We might get an illness. We might have a misfortune. We might have troubled careers or failing relationships one after another. We find high-level curses in about half of people. High-level psychic attacks always attract spirit meddlers and may enable them to penetrate a victim. The wheel of karma, what goes around comes around is the popular saying, also known as you reap what you sow is a law of the universe, we've talked about this before, bringing our good and bad experiences back to you across multiple lifetimes. There is no death. People recycle. Traumas you cause others or wounds to yourself that go unhealed will return to you in your current or future lifetimes to be rebalanced or repaired and will drag you down if you don't fix it now. We routinely see our clients are back in life with people they've had problems with in past lives. This is karma, bringing these people back together. It causes tension and strife within families, negative personality traits and vulnerabilities, self-limiting behaviors that interfere with school, careers, and relationships, and can even manifest physical illness. In fact, karma is the major cause of 94% 
of physical illness. So here we go. Where does illness and disease truly come from? Even medical science recognizes the huge impact of adverse childhood events on lifelong health outcomes. Add on the accumulated karmic traumas of hundreds of past lives when adequate healing was unavailable, and it's easy to see why so many people suffer. So in addition to removing spirit attachments, most divine healing is devoted to repairing negative karma. This is a divine level healing challenge. There are many steps in this process healers are familiar with involving energetic adjustments and rearrangements, such as dissolving negative cordings to people, places, and things, as well as past life contracts, returning and retrieving missing and extra soul fragments. We do these and more. Elegant divine healing processes, such as quantum healing across time domains, We also work on repairing the Akashic records, repairing the records of all that's happened, and repairing the collective unconscious directly. We request soul matrix healing to look at all the influencers of a person across time in all of their lifetimes, past, present, and future. This may address hundreds to thousands to even millions of negative interactions that can be reworked or undone. When the divine realm wants to heal a tumor in someone, for example, they don't perform surgery. They go back in time to find the prior life traumas projecting forward and causing the formation of the tumor in the current life. They undo the past traumatic events in some fashion, and the tumor will either slowly dissolve or disappear instantly, depending on how long the healing process takes to unfold. So that's the mystery of miracles in action from the divine, from prayer or from someone who is living right and it's meant to be healed and they do certain things with their outlook and they have a more spiritual focus and the divine realm simply takes care of it for them. Carl, you asked Creator about a client recently with a question. My client, uh, name withheld, (laughs) had several karmic contracts from past lives when her husband's all died young. We were also shown that the man she is currently engaged to, um, to marry, was her husband in all three of those tragic past lives. Will our protocol healing work prevent a recurrence of an early death? Well, this, in fact, is the case. And you were impulsed with this awareness to take notice of the karmic setup and wonder about its possible prevention through your work. We can reassure you 100% this is so. To marry him and continue without this healing would have inevitably brought a repeat of the karmic pattern long in place and he would have died young, leaving her to suffer and cope as best she could. The healing work brought to bear on this karmic history by you has freed the both of them from the need to have another go-round. And it will free them for all time going forward. They can now move on to other things needing attention and redirect their future lives accordingly. You know, the interesting thing that's surfaced in this work time and again, I've noticed, is that this replaying of karma 
um, and that it, the echoing of karma, the you know, an echo is a repeating pattern. And the idea that people normally have a karma from you know Eastern religions is that karma is for teaching, which we've also heard from Creator is true. But I have to wonder about this this echoing um, tendency of karma, and is it is it echoing because these people haven't learned their lessons or haven't learned how to discharge this energy? Well, it's both of those in part. It's also a restoration of energetic balance. So when you let yourself be vulnerable and you become harmed by something, you have a karmic obligation to work to fix that. So does your perpetrator. If it's on the behalf, they're at the behest of another person, say, who's hurting you, they have a karmic obligation to you. But you can heal yourself. And they then have to worry about healing themselves, maybe through an act of restitution to another person they've harmed or maybe some extra acts of kindness and so on. So this is very complicated. But it can go like clockwork, lockstep, in the exact scenario again and again and again until people finally learn how to end this cycle. Because karma brings the wheel back around over and over and over. And I've seen this. I've, I've worked with a family where a mother died in her early years, you know, by the 40s, early 40s uh-huh. of, of breast cancer. Uh-huh. And one by one, her daughters developed it. And I was shown working on this group, the same thing had happened in two prior lifetimes. Hmm. The same mother same early death from cancer, and then the daughters re- getting cancer with all sorts of fallout, with ruined lives and troubled kids because they lost their mom, all, all of it. Oh yeah, And it's happening again in the current lifetime. Well, no. where, where does it stop? It stops when healing is brought to bear. So we've been working on this family group for that purpose, to heal the wounds. So that need not take place yet another go-round. Well, that, that's, that's a big lesson for, for people listening. We have, in each of us, huge backlogs of unmet healing needs, and we're doing nothing to fix it. Nothing. Nada. Well, well you know, a lot of people would say, where's God in all this? Why, why is God allowing this re-echoing going on and on and on again? But here we are saying, we're getting answers from God to resolve this. So it's not that, that God's passive or creator is on the sidelines with this, but there's a requirement that we have to ask. We have to take an active role in it. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's our message. That is why we are here. That's why we're doing this and trying to bring it to as many people as possible. This is the divine answer, but it has to come through humans. That's why we're part of the loop. We don't oh, yes, have sir. a missive from God on a daily basis or weekly basis. Right. Carl, you asked, uh, can you help us understand the reason for our clients, again, name withheld, uh, hand not closing up and not being able to open? What kind of healing process does she most need? And what would be the best course of action for me, being Carl, to request your help? All right. And this is what Creator told us. This is a physical problem stemming from a neurological deficit. It is karmic because this relates to a past life circumstance where she was instrumental in harming someone through the actions of her hand. 
And this is now coming home to roost and being rebalanced by loss of function in that extremity. A healing session with your protocol would be very, very helpful and recommended here to start a process of healing for her. So there we go again. Here's someone with a defined, diagnosable, neurological problem. Loss of function in the hand. But it's karmic in the origin. So a karmic repair can heal this without surgery, without physical therapy, without any kind of manipulation or drugs being used or or any other invasive process. And often these things can't really be fixed well by medicine, as everyone knows. So this is a godsend, and literally so. You know, it's interesting just where you said, or creator said, she was instrumental in harming someone through the actions of her hand. And we talk about karma as like a connection between the perpetrator and the victim. And we have a tendency in our society and civilization to see victimhood as like sacred and, and immune and innocent. Uh, but the thing is, is that the trauma the victim experiences, I think, is part of the glue that creates the karmic bond to begin with. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is why the energy of, of reality is if we see something, we own it. If we experience it, we own it. We have a part in it. We participated in it. Then we have an obligation to set it right, even if it's not our fault. So this is how karma operates. You know, you're in this always, you have a piece of it, you have a certain degree of responsibility for it. And of course, if you're suffering something, you've got the motivation to take action. So if you sit around waiting to get justice, you're going to lose because the the world of energy doesn't work that way. It needs action and it needs it from every source potentially available. And if you can get the divine working on this, you can essentially right the wrong at little effort on your part. And that is an elegant way to do it. It doesn't always happen because the divine might see you need more lesson. You know, you might need to continue contending with this for a time and before we can just take it away. But in this know, example, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, but if you don't ask, you will get nothing. Oh, right. Because, right. You know, and it's interesting at the end of this uh, last this example from creator, uh, it said a healing session of protocol be very, very helpful and recommended her to start a process of healing for her. In other words, there's not a promise that it's going to do the whole enchilada. Yeah. It's a start of the process for healing. Yes. Uh, it can do the whole enchilada, but that's there's a lot of factors involved. Absolutely. And this is another thing that's hard for people to understand and accept. We all want instant healing, instant this, instant that, quick results. And uh, we don't want to spend a lot of must and fuss, a lot of time. We have busy lives. We got to get back to our devices and stare at our screens and all those things that that uh, we're programmed to spend our energy on these days. But healing is conditional. It's conditional on many factors. But we can be the bridge to the light to help you if your belief and your faith is shaky. That's one of the main values in going to a healer for help because. The divine will only work on you if there's 100% belief in the divine, first of all. And very few people these days have 100% belief. You know, we doubt. We've been programmed to doubt. 
So this is a hurdle. It's just part of it. But if you hire us, our belief quotient will be added to yours. And if ours is 99.99% and yours is 1%, we're good. You know, we've just redesigned our website, Carl, to people, they visit getwisdom.com. They'll have um, some pathways that they can explore some of these options. And so we invite you to visit getwisdom.com. Check it out. You can contact us at contact at getwisdom.com. And be sure to get our free downloads, which you can find via our newly redesigned homepage. Or you can get like our ebook on prayer, getwisdom.com slash prayer. Uh, get the 10 principles for divine living. Uh, getwisdom.com slash 10, T-E-N. Um, you can also hear the new radio show. That w- This radio show, all the past episodes are available, both on voiceofamerica.com, and you can access them at getwisdom.com slash radio. And there's a lovely player there that has all the episodes. We've got a lot more things to talk about in terms of our website redesign, as well as the continuation of our explore- exploration of the Lightwork Healing Protocol right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the last segment of our show on healing and the Lightworker Healing Protocol. We're talking about healing needs of, of humans, of course, but, but animals have healing needs too. Yes, yes, absolutely. And everything we're saying about people applies to animals. They get spirit attachments. In fact, 
they will actively invite spirits that otherwise would attach to their owners to attach to them because they are service animals and they want to help. So they'll take on your difficulties. In fact, they'll take on your illnesses and try to heal them themselves. And many times animals have a physical illness that originates with the owner. And when we heal animals with our protocol, we work on their owners as well. Wow. <laughs> because sometimes that's a key. Well, if there was oh, ever it's an amazing. endorsement yeah. for getting a pet, yeah. If there was ever an endorsement for getting a pet, a dog or a cat, you just gave it. <laughs> yes, they're great healers and they will work on you, cats as well as dogs. And they'll do it to a, a fairly well and it can end their life in the doing. Some of them make the mistake of trying to do it personally. They don't have to, but they don't know better. And there are other ways they can bring about healing, but sometimes they get caught up in it and it's too much for them. So we drag down our pets, and, uh, uh, but they're, they're troopers and they do their very best to help, but they can benefit from the protocol. So we, we can do sessions on animals as well as people. Wow. And, you know, we don't want to go off too far on this, but that really kind of reinforces, you know, the, the bond between pet and owner can be so profound. And it could be that because there's a lot more going on that we don't have a clue about, but that's really for our benefit. That's that's becoming clear. Yes, yes. And this is the way the world works. It, it is a spiritual universe. It's driven by love energy, despite appearances to the contrary. That's where problems come from. It's the absence of love. It sounds kind of hokey, but it's really true. And healing is, in the broadest possible sense, restoring love that's missing. This is how Creator explains it. When we get down in the dumps, when we beat up on ourselves or someone else, all the hurts and slings and arrows of life are evidence of the absence of love in some respect. And that is why it's that restoration to soothe the wound, heal the hurt. It's done through love that gets it accomplished. And that's what this protocol ultimately does. It brings back love energy in just the right way to heal across time and influence the causal agent of the current difficulty. Mm-hmm. And it could be multiple things piling up too. Sure. Carl, you consulted with Creator about a client who asked, my good friend has suffered a shocking decline in the past few years. It is obvious that he is depressed and alcoholic. It is clear that he is not ready to stop drinking, despite the fact that he is homeless and probably unemployable. I believe him to be a good candidate for a gifted lightworker healing protocol session, though I don't think he would believe in such a thing. I am willing to initiate this on his behalf. I wonder, will it help him, considering that he will not admit to being alcoholic and will continue drinking? All right, so this is what Creator says about this tough situation. There is much that can be gained from doing such an outreach here. Despite our outward appearances, most people in the grip of a destructive habit of this kind will have extreme difficulty changing their behavior themselves. All need some outside assistance and sometimes a forceful intervention to rein them in. And this is the value of treatment centers where people can be sequestered and forced to be isolated away from temptation in order to dry out, so to speak. The divine realm also cannot twist arms, 
but has the ability to heal deep underlying issues predisposing the person to this weakness. There are other sources of influence that can be in play that could result in a rapid change that is quite unexpected in these situations. So whether fast or slow, healing work can begin with the launching of a protocol session on his behalf and would be a blessing. Even those things that cannot be visibly altered will show a benefit over the long term in some way, even if only in a subsequent lifetime. It can bring a person close enough to healing that the problem does not become manifest in a significant way with subsequent incarnations and, in effect, has been healed for all practical purposes. That may be a little comfort to the sufferer in the current life, but is certainly the next best thing. This is a good reason to proceed despite the bleak prognosis that appears evident from the current status. The divine can work miracles at times, and to deny this would be a lost opportunity. There is virtue in giving, even if the gift is unappreciated and proves unhelpful. There's virtue in the giving that will benefit the giver. This is why the default mode for prayer is to always launch a prayer, even when hope is faint. That is sometimes what is needed to tip the balance of things and start some forward progress going. You will not be able to see and know this. So giving love is always worthwhile. Carl, you also teach others to use the Lightworker Healing Protocol. In a channeling, you recently asked Creator, was the Lightworker Healing Protocol session that my student so graciously performed for a man with a severe spinal infection responsible for his remarkable recovery in surviving surgery predicted to have only a 10% chance of success, and even with that, little hope of regaining bodily function. Okay, and this is what Creator says about this dire circumstance faced by my student. A little unsure of whether he can use this protocol for such an extreme situation. This is what Creator says. This is not an exaggerated claim in any respect. The physicians were hard-pressed to give encouragement here because the outlook was extremely bleak from a medical perspective. They were not understating or overstating things. If anything, they were holding out hope for the sake of hope and wanting to feel they'd done all they possibly could in the face of a very, very grave and likely hopeless circumstance. The recovery was entirely due to divine intervention. It is not that the surgery was not helpful to some degree. It is only that it was unnecessary. So the fact that the doctors contributed proved to be irrelevant in the end. Their efforts were not needed because the divine realm was brought into the case. And in fact, the surgery itself caused harm to the body, as always happens with an invasive procedure of this kind. And that necessitated further divine support to ensure adequate healing and, in particular, with regard to long-term effects of perturbing the body's energy system, as always occurs when tissues cut open. So this was a perfectly executed divine outreach with specificity to request all the right things be done, and that is what took place. The divine realm can remove microorganisms threatening a living being. 
and they can also repair surgical handiwork when asked to do so. The comprehensiveness of the protocol was the key here to help this rise far above ordinary prayers, usually launched in such circumstances, which are based on faint hope, desperation, and lack of knowledge about the reasons why things happen and the capabilities of the divine realm and how they operate. The knowledge you've acquired in putting together this comprehensive healing protocol is just what is needed to have enough information to be informed about categories of need or neglect, and then the tools the divine realm uses being brought to bear. This will allow many, many things to happen that will not happen otherwise. Wow, there's um, so much to learn from this. People, uh, and we have information on all of this in great detail at GetWisdom.com. Uh, we have a lot of healing sessions that we offer uh, for different healing uh, needs. We have personal individual healing. Uh, there's the spirit rescue that can be requested. So if you have a, a departed loved one that you're concerned about, uh, there's the opportunity to ask for intervention for them to make it to the light. Um, we also have animal healing and um, also place healing. So that, that haunted house that you're worried about, there's, there's solutions for that too. Yes, yes. And so this, this all reinforces that you never have to feel you're out of options. The divine can do anything. The question really is only, will it do what's needed? And will it do it in time? It's difficult when you're on the brink of death and there's huge karmic buildup that's caused so much harm in the body. It's better to prevent than to try to reverse something so far along. But you're never without hope. The divine can literally do anything. It's a matter of our willingness and our ability to marshal divine support. And that's a factor of the level of belief in the divine, belief in the self, and being knowledgeable enough to request the right things. The divine realm is very strict about these rules. If you're in ignorance about what is going on, you won't be able to mount a very powerful request because you'll only say, help me. You know, what else can you say? I'm hurting. Help me here. I'm, right. I'm fading. Help me. Well, you can do that. I'm not saying don't do it. And I'm not saying don't use medicine. You don't know when the divine realm can help and when they may have more difficulty or it's so slow in coming because of all the complications that you might not make it, you know, without something. So if medicine has something to offer, you know, go for it. If they cause some harm, that can be undone also. And so you can ask for prayers along with that to help guide the physicians, to help monitor what's happening and step in if need be to well, get further it, assistance. You know, this feeds back into what was said at the very beginning of the program, that the weakness of our current medical system is in the prevention of illness. And yeah. when, you know, an illness gets going and, you know, so many people, especially especially men, love to ignore pain until they can't literally cope with it anymore. And then they'll go get checked out and find that there's something extremely serious going on. Well, you're in a compromised situation. That's not a good situation to start asking for help. You should have started yeah. asking for help a lot sooner than that. Yeah. And, and we love doing work just because we can and just including as many people in it like in a family group we have a family discount a group discount for that reason to try to make it more affordable for people so they can include their spouse and their children 
and others as well. It, it all depends on how many we're talking. And so we have incremental charge uh, structures to help people make that come about. And a lot of times people will ignore the kids. They think the kids are doing all right. They're young, they're healthy, they have no worries. And that's really not the case. They, they have karma and it's rumbling already, even as little tykes. So there's, there's no reason to wait to bring healing in for, for anyone you care for. And it's very important to understand that the belief needed is on the part of the person requesting so that if you're requesting on behalf of a family member, even a husband, who you know doesn't believe, isn't going to believe, um, you can still request intervention because the intervention is going to be based on your belief, not their belief. Yes, that's important to to point out. Thank you. Because there's workarounds and that's part of our protocol. We've got lots of workarounds for lots of contingencies like this. So we know how to work the system, so to speak, and bridge those gaps and Carl, make it all hang together. Carl, we're out of time. Uh, get a, contact us at contact at getwisdom.com. We'll be next, back next week with another show. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 